What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey people, I need a quick favor from you. If you enjoy the Takeoff podcast, please do take some time to subscribe and rate the podcast. You can do this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any platform that you listen on. It really helps to spread the podcast to more people. And if you get a chance, share it too. I appreciate you. When people think about leadership, mm-hmm. they think about leading others, which is, it's basic. Yeah. And it's, it's a basic form. That's what leadership is. Mm-hmm. But the secret to really good leadership mm-hmm. is about your contribution to others. And one of the things that you realize is that leaders are dealing with their own, um, yeah. you know, their own personal demons. They're mm-hmm. dealing with their own foibles. They're dealing with kind of like the, their own, their own personal inadequacies and doubts, inadequacies and doubts that, you know, inform their leadership right what you find actually is that over the course of an entire career Mm -hmm. you know your progression is actually largely dependent on 60 percent your network Mm -hmm. 30 percent your personal (laughs) perception i.e., your brand and 10 percent yeah you actually do day to day your performance particularly for leaders that humility is what keeps you connected to those that you lead welcome to the takeoff experience where i sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey their failures and their successes If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. This episode is sponsored by Money Hub, a platform that allows you to see all of your current accounts in one place and also provides you with smart money management tools to help you get right with your money. Welcome back to The Takeoff. We have a very, very special guest in the building today. How are you doing today, Ayo? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Not too bad. Yeah. Awesome. It's good to have you here today. So you was telling me that you uh it's been a very, very busy week for you, right? Yeah, it has, yeah. It has. Um usually when you join consultancies, and yeah. I know we'll get into what I do. Mm-hmm. Usually spend a bit of time bedding in. It's not been like that for me over the yeah. last couple of months. It's been really, really hectic. Mm-hmm. Um traveling for mm-hmm. work. I've been in Europe over the last couple of weeks. So wow. it's just been a bit been a bit crazy, but good. I'm loving it. Loving what I'm doing. Yeah. Loving Exciting. the work. Excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, feeling fulfilled. So can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely very excited to hear a bit more about that. But just give us an insight. Who, who is Ayo? Who is Ayo? Uh, yeah. Well, I was just an everyday guy, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, in terms of what I do day to day, in terms mm-hmm. of work, I'm about helping people. I'm about mm-hmm. supporting people. Um, married. Mm-hmm. Um, with Love a little, that. With a little daughter. Love that. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um but yeah, I'm just I'm just just a regular guy, you know, mm-hmm. um born and raised in London. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, went to went to Warwick University, mm-hmm. been in consulting, mm-hmm. led youth. Wow. Yeah. A lot. So, so yeah, I, you know, I, I'm just a regular guy that just like supporting and likes helping people. I'm not wow. you know, I wouldn't say that there's kind of 
any crazy story to yeah. kind of who I am and what mm-hmm. I'm about. I just love people and I love supporting and helping out people. Wow. Hence why I wanted to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. You have, yeah, you, you jumped on straight. Um, okay, let's take it back a bit because right, it's okay. always good to hear to find out the story behind the person. So, okay, so you said that you were born in London. Yeah. Was it? You were born in London. Okay. Yep. Parents? Yeah, so born to my parents. My parents came over... Mm-hmm. In the 80s, okay. um, as most people, most Africans did, mm-hmm. yeah. um, come to the UK yeah. as students. Um, I was kind of caught up in that, born around, born in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of obviously made sure they worked hard to support me and my younger yeah. siblings. So two, one one brother, one sister. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in London, grew up in inner city London, wow. in northwest London, in Halsden. Mm-hmm. Um, wow that's a rough area yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah i grew up but but my parents worked really hard okay um and then start went into the care business started up nursing homes mm-hmm. and then went from growing up in halsden wow. to going to boarding school in whoa in, in yeah exactly in in, in worcestershire so man that's like, mad complete free complete 180 kind okay. of in terms of the vibe and yeah. the feel but it was it was great for me. Mm-hmm. Um, spent seven years from eleven to eighteen in boarding school. Mm-hmm. Had an amazing experience, mm-hmm. and then ended up in Warwick. So okay. spent three years doing my undergraduate in Warwick, mm-hmm. um, and like my boarding school, very international, very mm-hmm. cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. Meant that exposed to different cultures, different people, which yeah. I loved. I yeah. thrived in that kind of environment. Quick question, actually, yeah. about boarding school. Yeah. Um, how did you did you do public school at any point before but uh, boarding school? Or did you just go straight into? No, so literally straight into is the it? boarding okay. school arena. Yeah, okay. from eleven. Um, yeah, and it was. I mean, most people hear mm. boarding school and think, oh, yeah, right. it was <laughs> one of the most amazing experiences. I've really, had. yeah, wow, um, really good boarding school, really good family life, mm-hmm. really good opportunities, mm-hmm. really good life education yeah. as well as the regular education as yeah. well. So, had an amazing time. I think in many ways. Um, the rounded person that I believe myself mm-hmm. to be is as a result of having been exposed okay. to different cultures, different yeah. environments um, from going to school like that. So. Okay. Wow. Why do you think you thrived in that environment? Because not everybody would, but why do you think you you thrived? I think it's just my natural personality. I okay. think I'm quite outgoing. I'm quite okay. extroverted. Um, mm-hmm. I like people. Okay. So I vibe with people mm-hmm. um, in general. So I think I was always going to kind of enjoy that kind of environment living yeah. in a boarding house 50 guys <laughs> okay 50 guys that's mad or even more actually actually yeah that, that makes sense yeah yeah. you bring yeah, me 50, back to 50. my time of doing that for a bit yeah so you do, do you not like your boarding school experience no 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 it's not that i did it for a year so oh, I, I have yeah. the i have both experiences but i did it in nigeria i never done it here Ah, okay so that's yeah. so that's why that's what i'm people, asking yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why when people hear what yeah. was boarding school like and they yeah. think of it in that context yeah. to nigerian boarding school where yeah. it was strict no, it wasn't it wasn't like that okay like that at all um but it was a really 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 good experience um and i really got to vibe and engage and many of my friends from school are still Mm. people that i'm engaging with till this day 20 years at least 20 years later so over 20 years later so for me it was just a a life-affirming experience if Mm -hmm. anything um an experience that has added to me as a person yeah um more than anything else yeah i was actually up there Two weeks ago. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. What, as a reunion? I'm, or... a, I'm a school governor. <laughs> the school governor for your school? For my, That's, my school. Oh, yeah, wow, so, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so I was up there, yeah, two weeks ago for trust wow. me and Yeah. So yeah, I'm still very much involved in school life wow. up there as well. So yeah. Wow. Very much, very much an integral part of my life. That's epic. That is yeah. so epic. It's, it's great to hear that. You're probably the first person I've spoken to actually on the podcast that said that they've been to boarding school. So I, I definitely got a few more questions about it. Like in terms of like, studying and um did they did you have to study m- like more subjects and i guess it's so, hard for you to know against public but like so i mean I, I don't know I, i'd say that certainly obviously this the state system is slightly different to the state mm-hmm. system I, I, I definitely say that mm-hmm. but i think it was it's not just about the kind of curricular mm-hmm. ex- education i think it was the extracurricular stuff that we okay. did as well we were exposed to all sorts like whether mm-hmm. it was music whether okay. it was drama whether it was mm-hmm. the arts Whatever it is that you mm. wanted to do, you could pursue it, right? Yeah. Um, and it was just all kind of part of that kind of full educational package. Okay. So 
it was yeah it was just okay. a, it was just a great educational mm -hmm. experience for me being able to experiment in music yeah you know acted in plays did did all sorts of stuff yeah right so uh, wow yeah so it was it was it was a really good experience really good experience wow and in terms of were you a straight a student not straight a I, so I, I think i was a, i was on rounder okay a okay so i so i got scholarship i got a uh what did I get? I got I got a music scholarship. Oh wow! I got a sports scholarship. Wow! I got what was called kind of the Mulvernian Award, so the school I went to, but it was mm. kind of like an all round award for people okay. who kind of thought wow. I did well in everything. So wow, did all right. Okay, did all right. Did all right. <laughs> you did all right. Did all right. Did all right. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay, all right. Wow, this right. is epic. And um, okay, so college went to college, and then you said that you went to university warwick what what, yeah. what did you study at warwick? studied politics and history okay interesting um, yeah politics and history why why those subjects just love them yeah. I, I think from quite late on in my secondary education college education i realized that mm -hmm. whatever i wanted to do would take care of itself yeah um and i was advised as such that whatever i wanted to do would take care of itself mm -hmm. choose something that you're passionate about yeah choose something where the kind of desire to learn mm -hmm. is strong and will sustain you through those yeah. kind of highs and lows of uni or those mm -hmm. times where you're not at your most focused yeah. because as you probably yeah. know like, yeah. there are times where you wouldn't be that focused mm -hmm. and you need to kind of have that natural affinity yeah. and that natural love for the subject mm -hmm. so for me yeah. yeah i chose politics and history because i was okay. really passionate about it and i really loved yeah. it i really loved the topics wow wow uh, and then grades wise, what, grades wise did all right too. Yeah. Well. Okay, okay. Wow, that's so played, epic. Played a lot though. I can't yeah, lie. Um, <laughs> I mean, it happens in uni, right? Happens a lot. Played played a lot. I mean, so uni was again a great experience. I kind of treated it like a kind of mm -hmm. continuum from yeah. boarding school. So got involved in everything. Got involved in drama. Got mm -hmm. involved in fashion shows and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Played first team football. So I kind of got okay. involved in in a lot of stuff and yeah. a lot of stuff across the three years that I was there. Yeah had a really fulfilled time yeah. yeah so for me again mm -hmm. um kind of being in an environment you know young people twenty thousand mm -hmm. odd students mm -hmm. perfect environment for me yeah um wow. and i kind of have friends from different okay different enclaves within or different kind of like ecosystems communities within within, within the union yeah my football guys like mm. you know people from the acs yeah. you know people from drama and plays mm -hmm. and acted in like all over the place yeah, yeah. Different friends. so it was you know great great experience Wow. I can tell already from your story that you like to get involved in a lot of things. And it's sounding yeah. like yeah. from from like you took that from your boarding school up until, you know, into uni, getting involved and you're not just you just get involved, you're you're really good. You get you actually I contribute I wanna contribute I wanna contribute yeah. to communities yeah. that I find myself in. Yeah. I think, you know, and we're obviously gonna be talking a bit about leadership mm -hmm. um, in the course of this. I think for mm -hmm. me one <laughs> sorry no it's all good the the, the apple watch guys <laughs> it's all good um so you know you know we were talking about leadership and i and i really do think that you know when people think about leadership mm -hmm. they think about leading others yeah you know but actually or think about authority or influence over others mm -hmm. which is it's basic yeah and it's, it's a basic format that's what leadership is mm -hmm. but the secret to really good leadership mm -hmm. is about your contribution to others yeah you know? and so for me you know, that's kind of something that's been a kind of concurrent strain through my mm -hmm. experiences. How can I contribute to others' lives? Yeah. How can I, whether it's through kind of like basic fellowship, whether mm -hmm. it's through support, whether it's through council, like, yeah. and whether it's through community building and mm -hmm. doing my part to build a community, that's yeah. kind of been something yeah. that's kind of run concurrently through my experiences, whether at school, mm -hmm. uni, or at work. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to find out that you've been involved in a lot of um, community building. Uh, which, yeah, we'll, yeah, which we'll touch yeah. on so okay so you did uni and then in terms of like first jobs was it like a graduate job graduate scheme after so after literally uni? from uni was well from uni actually a couple years at law school mm -hmm. um, okay so, law school yeah so i went to law school um okay but I, i'd kind of describe those two years at law school as a um as i wouldn't necessarily say a blip but a, mm. a period of discovery i'd say okay. I, you know i'd come out of uni i wasn't necessarily too sure about what i wanted to do mm -hmm. And kind of just follow you know your parents are like, yeah you know, he's either a doctor lawyer or engineer and yeah obviously <laughs> by virtue of my degree i couldn't yeah. do the doctor engineer yeah. one so in a way i think maybe not kind of having the foresight to think about what mm -hmm. i wanted to do whilst i was in uni meant that i kind of got into third year a bit flat-footed a mm -hmm. bit unsure of what i wanted to do um and kind of plump for law but it became quite apparent mm -hmm. during the course of those two years that yeah law wasn't going to be for yeah. me um 
And so kind of had a proper think about what I wanted mm. to do and probably did the work that I should have done in my yeah. second and final years uni, yeah. kind of figuring out what I really wanted to do and landed in consulting mm-hmm. um, and landed in kind of a career where I saw that I could bring mm. best to myself and kind of bring that natural kind of flair for yeah. com- for the commercial mm-hmm. um, to bear in a kind of corporate context. So that's kind yeah. of for me how I got into consulting Okay, around and- 20. 20- 21 22 I think okay okay you know what the, the uni thing is so interesting I think uh, you know it's interesting because you you study a subject that you think you like and then when it comes to the job part I think quite a few people don't really go down what they study because I studied law and I didn't go into law I didn't like yeah it. I mean I, I I think I think what a lot of people need to realize is that with your degree your degree and how you translate that into the work mm-hmm. context isn't about, you know, being able to say, right, I want to be a lawyer, so I mm-hmm. study law. Or I want to go into engineering, so I, so I, so yeah. I want to be an engineer, so I study mm-hmm. engineering. It's about understanding mm-hmm. the art of learning, yeah. being able to apply that practically, yeah. um, being able to show to any mm-hmm. kind of prospective employer mm-hmm. that you have, you know, been able to assimilate knowledge mm-hmm. and be able to kind of present yeah. it out in a way that, you know, convinces them of your ability yeah. to 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 do that in a kind of practical sense yeah. in a work environment. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, the supporting evidence of that would be work mm-hmm. experience and all those other things that mm-hmm. used to kind of build your profile and yeah. build a CV that mm-hmm. makes you an attractive proposition mm-hmm. to whichever employer it is. But yeah. you know, for me, I felt I felt that my degree, although unrelated to consulting, mm-hmm. was actually quite good because it was able to kind of show show my present show a demonstrate i was able to kind of present ideas mm-hmm. um kind of present concepts yeah um which when you think about it when you come and i come into the world of consulting what am i trying to do i'm trying to sell ideas yeah. to people yeah that's true um so yeah if you kind of are able to make those connections with what you've learned mm-hmm. and how you apply it within that space that's yeah. how you attract your employees that's how you present yeah. convincing case to your employers or oh, i said employees employers yeah you know future employers as well yeah Okay. Wow. I love that. I love that. So, okay. So you consulting, what was the first consulting company that you- So I was at KPMG. I've literally- Okay. KPMG. KPMG. Oh, really? So KPMG, okay. Um, graduate scheme. Um, okay. And um, started off in kind of tech tech consulting um, mm-hmm. within within financial services. Okay. Tech consulting. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I spent a couple of years doing that, but that didn't quite hit the spot. I was okay. like, you know, so this is great, you know, working for- be, you know, big mm. financial service organizations, you know, supporting them in big tech transformation mm-hmm. projects. This isn't really what I want to do, mm. but I'll, you know, do it, finish off my uh, my undergraduate scheme, yeah. you know, get what I need to get out of it. Um, and then um, because of my experience in law school, I knew that I had really sound knowledge of the, you know, regulatory environment within mm-hmm. banking. Um, so was able to, after my 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 um, undergraduate scheme, make a kind of move laterally into yeah. banking regulatory team, mm-hmm. um, and then after that, made my move into um, people consulting, which okay. is kind of what really exposed me to mm-hmm. the world of HR consultancy, the world of um, workforce transformation, okay. diversity and inclusion consulting, mm-hmm. and yeah, leadership strategy, which is where I'm in now. So that okay. kind of move across into mm-hmm. HR consulting is what kind of opened the door for me to. Okay. To make the moves that I eventually took me to a place where I'm like, yeah, this is where I want to be at. Okay. What 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 drew you there? What about it was like, yeah, this is this is it for me. This is what I want to do. Um. So I think for me, yeah, like people is my passion, okay. right? So, um, you know, being able to support, you know, organizationally or individually, the progression mm-hmm. or development of people mm-hmm. became kind of like my thing. Um, and it was interesting. I was working on a um. Uh, conduct um, assignment with the with my banking reg team mm-hmm. and we were working alongside the people and change team yeah and we were doing kind of like the remediation stuff mm-hmm. um it was kind of a series of underwriting breaches for this insurance company mm-hmm. and we were doing a remedial stuff mm-hmm. and the people and change people the mm-hmm. people and change guys their their team was dealing with like <laughs> the really cool stuff which is you know what's the underlying culture that's yeah. driving all of these kind of breaches why mm-hmm. why are people kind of what what kind of what cultures kind of mm. forcing people to make these decisions yeah and i was like right oh, this is really interesting yeah yeah i want to do this stuff yeah. right so kind of a few conversations later i was exposed to the right people in that mm-hmm. team and was able to over a couple mo- over a few months i should say yeah. a couple months a few months you know wangle my way into that team and okay. didn't look back and was mm-hmm. able to kind of get more and more involved in you know the different proposition areas mm-hmm. across people consulting yeah 
and then that led into kind of D&I okay. work and that kind of coincided with mm. um, work that I was doing with the African and Caribbean network yeah, uh, yeah. Where, where I was chair of the, of the network, mm-hmm. co-chair of the network at, mm-hmm. K- at KPMG. So yeah. so yeah, it was kind of, it all kind of coalesced at the right time mm-hmm. that my extracurricular at work was mm. kind of combining with the, okay. with, with the kind of day-to-day that I was mm-hmm. doing as well. So it just all kind of made sense and mm. kind of came together at the right time. Wow, wow. Uh, um, a question I had for you. So did you have to have conversations with people to get yourself into it? Because a lot of people when they're, you know, they want to transition into another role yeah. or, you know, I want to go from this role to this or I want to maybe move to this department. They don't, sometimes they don't know how to go about it. What, what did you, did you do I mean, situation? there's, there's one thing that I've learned and I've found it to be so true in my career, which is that when you think about your career mm-hmm. and you divide it into the three, um, if you divide it into the following three areas, so your performance, mm-hmm. your brand mm-hmm. and your network mm-hmm. over the course of an entire career, let's say that that's kind of all comprises a pie. Mm-hmm. What would your division for each of those be in terms mm-hmm. of what's the most important? Yeah. If you ask anyone that question, most of them will say, well, I've got to do the do the work really well. Yeah. And so they'll probably say, you know, 60% for mm. performance, you know, you know, how people perceive me and my personal brand, 30%, mm. and then 10% for my network. What you find actually is that over the course of an entire career, mm-hmm. you know, your progression is actually largely dependent on 60% your network, mm-hmm. 30% your personal <laughs> perception i.e., your brand and 10 yeah. percent yeah you actually do day yeah. to day your performance yeah. and so for me it's just been about networking okay. you know for me the most important thing when i think about all the big career breaks that i've had over the last 10 years mm-hmm. they've all boiled down to the right conversations with okay. the right people wow that's what it's boiled down to and so in response to your question mm-hmm. it's just about conversation okay it's about conversation it's about you know you know projecting your interest Mm -hmm. you know showing those who are stakeholders potentially you know what you're about and building relationships with them building trust and rapport with them and then using that to obviously negotiate your way through Mm -hmm. the different hoops that every organization has right um and it's a reciprocal relationship of course it's not just a case of you know networking yeah in a non-authentic way because <laughs> yeah. you're looking for something because yeah. people see through that and that lack of authenticity mm-hmm. doesn't serve you well yeah. but it is about of course creating relationships um, mm. mutually beneficial relationships yeah. um, to support others and also support your own development going yeah. forward and that's basically been my approach um all throughout wow yeah wow and that helped you become a senior manager at KPMG. So that took me all the way. That took me all the way. Yeah, manager. So you went literally from a graduate at KPMG to senior manager for one of you know one of the biggest accounts. I mean, well, big, big four. four yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the world, um, which is an incredible achievement. And a lot of people look to you. I'm sure you get so many questions on your LinkedIn all the time. Like, I get loads of people reach out. Um, yeah. And to be fair, again, this yeah. part of the kind of yeah leadership support aspects of things is that you know if you're climbing a ladder you don't just draw the ladder up once you get to a certain space it's also about you know supporting others so there have been plenty of times where we've had people saying i'm applying for a manager senior manager role Mm -hmm. at kpmg what should i be looking out for what should i be looking what are the key competencies that are required Mm -hmm. and i'll happily give five ten minutes of my time to kind of talk them through it Mm -hmm. because you know that's that's part and parcel of your journeys that you can help inform and support other people's journeys as well yeah um but yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely, you know, people would ask and reach out and be like, you know, how how did you manage to do this? What did you say? You know, what who are the people that you've kind of related to in mm-hmm. order to and yeah, you give you give them your stay, you give them your journey. Of yeah. course, in an organization that's that big, a two billion, mm. two and a half billion pound organization, yeah. sixteen thousand employees, however many it is, there are so many different routes, there's so many different paths mm-hmm. that people tread, but all you can do within your sphere of influence mm-hmm. is just give your story and kind yeah. of allow people to kind of see through your story how you've able you have you've been able to do it yeah and take you know your lens of wisdom and, yeah you know apply that where where it's applicable to them yeah yeah okay let's let's go through it briefly okay so yeah. you started started at the organization right kpmg yeah. and um i think from memory it's three years grad grad was it three years yeah, when so you started mine, that so mine was two i got so i got promoted at yeah two okay. yeah three years three years okay yeah. three years and and in that time, what were you doing that 
got you to to be seen. So in that time, past. actually, to be fair, I was actually focusing mostly yeah. on my day to day, and okay. actually, the promotion that comes yeah. from analyst, associate, mm-hmm. assistant manager. Mm-hmm is kind of baked into your graduate program, okay. isn't it? So that one isn't too much. You just obviously have to focus on kind of like delivering day to day and kind of gaining that experience. Mm-hmm. I would say that the promotion from um, from manager to senior manager, mm-hmm. as opposed to from assistant manager to manager is probably the one that's mm. quite difficult because okay. obviously that's where the pyramid is starting to kind yeah. of really kind of, you know, tighten at the top and mm-hmm. you're having to kind of compete against others. Yeah in order to kind of get to that get to that space and get to that position and that for me actually was mm. more about having the right advocates and sponsors okay. um, what's a sponsor for people that don't know <laughs> a sponsor well so here's so, yeah. so and and here's i think where people fall down mm. when they're sending the corporate ladder when you think about your employee experience end-to-end in any organization mm-hmm. you can have someone who's going to be a mentor and what a mentor does is and I'm and I'm getting to sponsor in a sec. But what a mentor does is what a, a mentor provides that kind of technical expertise for you to be able to lean on over a long period of time. Yeah, you can have where you identify a development someone who coaches you, and what they do is they provide targeted assistance and targeted coaching or help mm-hmm. in that space. Yeah, what a sponsor does mm-hmm. is somebody who's going to be the advocate for you when you're not in the room. Yeah, so when you think about your career, any organization you will have a performance cycle that, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get appraised on. You'll have, depending on the organization, potentially a bonus, you know, depending on the organization, you'll have work that you're allocated to. Mm-hmm. All of these things are dependent on who in the other room when the decisions are being made mm-hmm. says your name and puts your name forward. Yeah. If you don't have somebody that's basically shouting from the rooftops for you from an advocacy perspective in terms of, you know, your performance appraisal, mm-hmm. you get the low performance rating. Yeah. When you get the low performance rating, mm-hmm. you get the low bonus. When yeah. you get the low bonus, it means that you're not able to, yeah. you know, your salary, your earnings, you know, are affected. Mm-hmm. You, you don't get the, um, you, you don't get the right work, which means it's much more difficult to get the experience that you need to build a case for promotion. Yeah. So pretty much every aspect of your <laughs> employee life cycle yeah. is touched by the ability or inability to secure the right advocates and sponsors for yourself mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. Um, and so I think the higher you get, obviously the more important it is to have someone in the room that says, yeah, yeah. I know Atto. Yes, yeah. I know I or let let that let 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 this guy through he's really yeah. good i can vouch for him and i think that for me particularly in that jump from manager to senior manager mm-hmm. it was more about having the right people okay saying yeah we need support i for this job we support i for this role mm-hmm. really really important and people don't understand that people yeah. think keep my head down <laughs> you know work hard mm. and yeah everything will be all right no it doesn't work like that wow and how how did you go about getting your sponsors networking Networking. conversations yeah conversations again and and i think that one of the things that we um we assume wrongly particularly and i'm speaking to people from historically underrepresented backgrounds here Mm -hmm. you know so what we typically assume is that if i just keep my head down Mm -hmm. and we work that you know things are going to be fine and Mm -hmm. they will eventually get our just rewards but and i'm sure you know this nothing nothing within that space is ever given to us you've got to go out and take it and grab it for yourself yeah and within and within within the kind of corporate culture that's in the west Mm -hmm. you know you can't just wait for someone to recognize you because (laughs) no way because one the advocates and sponsors who are the decision makers are very time poor Mm -hmm. and they're only going to be able to see you if you're right in front of them Mm -hmm. you know and so i think that over the years, I've learned to be quite straightforward and brazen about. Yeah, hi, um, John. I'd love some time in your calendar. Okay, um, I love that. Hi, Pete. Um, what what what's your calendar like? Can I get some time yeah. with your PA to kind of just check in with you? So booking periodic check ins with people who you know are really really important stakeholders. Yeah, you know, and then you can have your mentors who you meet with periodically, who you know that it's easier to kind of grab time with them. But you need to be when I move into a team, when I move into a business or a team, I'm identifying who are the key people that I need to be scheduling regular time with. And it's no different to my situation now. Yeah. Particularly as someone quite new to my organization. Mm-hmm. I'm just making sure that I see speak to these guys every fortnight. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just can't <laughs> 
you can't get away with yeah. not we're not doing that. Yeah. Um if you if if you want to go far. So yeah. now in this organization that I'm in now, mm-hmm. I joined and I haven't sat on the bench for a few months waiting for work to fall onto my lap. That's good. It's been a case of, you know, I've been speaking to people already and it's been a case of, well, let's yeah. put work into let's put them to work now. Yeah. Um which is where obviously you, you give yourself the platform to shine and excel for them to then refer you to more work. And then yeah. that's how, that's how it generates, you know, that, that momentum, mm-hmm. you know, pushes you forward, drives you yeah. forward in your career. Yeah. Wow. You're very, you're very proactive. And I think this is what helps someone um, excel in their career. So in terms of even like gaining the sponsor, did like, you know, even understanding what that was, did it, was it your mentors that helped you or did you just figure that out yourself? You're like, yeah, so I think, something. no, I think it's, you know, development and, and yeah. learning from yeah. mentors, yeah. you know, learning from mentors okay. who say to you, you know, look, nothing that you want is going to be given to mm-hmm. you. You've got to, you've got to present a compelling case of where you want to go and identify yeah. who those people are yeah. that are going to take you on that journey to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it was a learning. Yeah. And I say it was a learning because actually when I think about my promotion um, from assistant manager to manager mm-hmm. and from manager to senior manager, both of those two promotions um, didn't come about because of what I was doing day to day. They came about because the relationships that I'd kind of cultivated over mm-hmm. time ripened to the degree that when I'd kind of reached a stage where I was like, I want to do this, but I can't, I don't quite know how to do it. Mm-hmm. They were able to put, Okay. And to kind of make the interventions mm-hmm. that were able to open the doors for me okay and it wasn't and if i had kind of carried on trying to do it on my own mm. trying to kind of it wouldn't have worked yeah, yeah it just wouldn't have worked you always need people and i feel like a lot of people forget that you always need help yeah there's no absolutely. shame in saying that you need help no man's, right? an, people no man's an island and yeah. the reality is that yeah particularly in the world of consultants and what people mm. don't realize is that most people think that they're consulting and selling mm. a product Mm-hmm. What you're actually selling is yourself. Yeah. Um, and internally, it, well, the, internally, how you get front of line to sell those products mm-hmm. is by selling yourself first. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't know how to sell yourself mm-hmm. um, in an effective way, yeah. then you'll never be given the opportunities. Yeah. Or let's say it's much more difficult to get those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to promotions, when it comes yeah. to recognition, it's only those who have those, you know, the, the, have those, you know, jobs, those yeah. projects, those engagements mm-hmm. on their roster that are those that are able to present the most imp- compelling case yeah. for promotion, for you know, leadership, for whatever it is that you're yeah. looking for. Yeah, and it's 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 just it all boils down to yeah, who are the stakeholders and sponsors that you have? Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's super, super, super important. I'm I'm hearing this more and more. What if I told you that there was a platform that allows you to see how you're spending? all of your money across all of your accounts especially at a time where the cost of living is at its highest that it's been in years what if i also told you that this platform also allows you to see how much income you are getting every month across all of your accounts as well as helping you to set budgets for all of your expenses it doesn't stop there though this platform also helps you to send a record of your rent payments to Experian so that it is recorded on your credit report which can help to boost your credit score this platform sounds amazing right well this platform is called money hub which you can download for free by tapping the link in my description. You get access to premium features free for six months, six whole months with no auto renew. And then if you decide that you love the app and the platform and you want to continue with premium features, then it will only cost you £1.49 per month. That is the deal of the century, right? Well, go and download the Money Hub app right now. Um, I wanted to understand. So, so you got got to your, uh, you know, senior manager at KPMG. Yep. Very, very big achievement. What was the difference for you at that point? What was it like? How, how did you feel as opposed to when you was assistant manager or graduate? 
So I think there's certainly different. more responsibility. There's yeah. certainly, see, I think the way in most organizations they look at it is that when they give you a role of senior manager, mm -hmm. they're essentially saying, you know, can we trust this person to be a representative of this organization, mm -hmm. right? Or can, can we, and there's more risk, you know, in giving a senior manager role to someone because with that title, you can mm -hmm. say stuff externally mm -hmm. that means that people will take what you're saying mm. even more seriously. Yeah. And if you're saying the wrong thing, then you could, you know, be in serious yeah. danger of putting that organization into into disrepute, right? Yeah. So there's more of a risk. Um, mm -hmm. And so as a leader, you're having to, you know, make sure that you're, you know, put, putting yourself in the position to be the best, the best kind of ambassador for mm -hmm. the business. Um, and, you know, obviously you're leading more and more people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're re you're required to set the tone for and the culture in whatever department and team that you find yourself in. Mm -hmm. You're required to support more people. You're required to, you know, manage more people, mm -hmm. manage more projects, manage yeah. a wider portfolio of things. So your your brief becomes a lot wider. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the way it works, a lot of these organizations is that you're already kind of operating in that role before you kind of yeah. go for the promotion, right? Yeah. Because you've shown, demonstrated, mm -hmm. you know, the aptitude and skill set required to make that jump up already before they officially kind of say, yeah, this is the mm -hmm. jump up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say that, you know, your 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 brief is wider. that you've picked up these leadership skills yeah. already, but you know, your brief is just being widened. And I think the other thing I'd say about leadership, the more senior you get is that rather than being engaged in the kind of day-to-day -day and the more granular, you're starting to kind of look at things at a more strategic level. Mm -hmm. You're not kind of in the detail as mm -hmm. much, you know, you're 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 looking at, you know, a larger time horizon for yeah. the things that you're looking to do. You're thinking about relationships more. Remember, I said at the start yeah, that yeah. you know it's the network that yeah. matters really. Um, the, the when you look at things in the longer term, yeah. So your mindset starting to sh your mindset starting to shift really. Um, in 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 the con in, well in the corporate context yeah. really, you're not really thinking about things in the same way, and you can't mm. in order to be able to cover the breadth yeah. um, that you need to cover as a more senior leader. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I think. You know, it does change. Your your mindset has to change as well. Mm -hmm. um, your people management has to get even better. Yeah. Um, you have to be better at having difficult conversations. Yeah. Um, you have to be more forthright. You have to trust in your expertise and your knowledge mm -hmm. um, and be able to assert that more. But obviously in the in a way that, you know, doesn't, you know, break bridges, but kind yeah. of keep builds, builds bridges. So your skill set becomes a lot yeah. more your skill and obviously that's all backed up by the kind of technical understanding that mm -hmm. you have but your skill set becomes i think a lot more based on those long-term skills because you're mm -hmm. constantly learning about the kind of you know the industry expertise mm -hmm. that informs your you know your 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 rise in that specific area in that specific sector yeah but leadership is something that i think is you know it separates you yeah. know you can have somebody who's really technically proficient mm -hmm. but doesn't have the best leadership skills yeah and it means that at kind of like a strategic level, you know, that organization is going to suffer if you don't have yeah. a better leader than yeah. someone who's more technical. Yeah, yeah. That's no, super important. I, I'm thinking, is there like a pressure that comes? Do you feel pressure? So I certainly, yeah. certainly you do. And it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we haven't gone on to kind of what I do now, but yeah. certainly, you know, I've seen so much now that, mm. you know, leaders are human beings ultimately. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and one of the things that you realize is that leaders are dealing with their own, um, yeah. you know, their own personal demons. They're mm -hmm. dealing with their own foibles. They're dealing with kind of like the, their own, their own personal inadequacies and doubts, inadequacies and doubts that, you know, inform their yeah. leadership, right? Yeah. You know, the, the kind of insecurities that inform how they engage with others, you know, perceptions that inform yeah. how they see themselves, yeah. you know, vis-a-vis -vis others. So I think... One of the things that I've seen very, very much so is that, you know, being able to lead yourself is actually yeah. a precursor to being able to lead <laughs> others yeah. um, and being able to have a handle and have a self-awareness of where your mm -hmm. strengths and weaknesses lie mm -hmm. and then build around you yeah. those who complement um, your, your, your strengths, those who mask some of the weaknesses that you might have or pick up um, some of the shortfalls that you might have to yeah. build the most effective teams around you. Yeah. Um, so certainly I think that one of the things that I've seen 
um, is that, you know, being a leader or leading teams, mm -hmm. the more senior you get, doesn't take away from kind of like the core skill sets, the core yeah. skills that you that you have, that you need to have rather yeah. to lead effectively. Yeah. Yes, it's, yeah, it sounds like it's, there's always going to be that pressure. Um, and yeah, going into what you do now, so, so you transitioned, so you decided to leave KPMG. Yeah. Um, um, after, after over 10 years. It was, over 10 years. It was, wow. That must've been a big, big call. Yeah. Um, but I just felt that, um, you know, and here's kind of where, you know, part of understanding where you're mm -hmm. going long-term career wise. And I think I just understood for myself that the next move you know, had for me a lot of the kind of, um, well, areas that I needed to go into, wanted to go into, you know, so whether it's kind of like in the leadership space or executive development, executive coaching space, mm. this role very much affords me the opportunity yeah. to do that, affords me to kind of explore more leadership, you know, tra tra traditionally when you consult, yeah. you consult at an organizational level mm. where, you know, the organization needs to implement this or strategically think about that, you know, whereas, actually when you kind of consult the leaders of those organizations you're you're actually approaching this from a kind of even more embryonic phase where you're thinking about actually who are the leaders that are executing who are the leaders that are kind of thinking through these decisions yeah are they being supported so mm -hmm. whether it's you know looking at kind of how they work as a team so yeah. board effectiveness or as an executive whether it's kind of executive coaching mm -hmm. whether it's looking at kind of like how inclusive they are as leaders whether it's looking at um, you know, their ass assessment of their leadership credentials or developing them through coaching. Mm -hmm. That's what my organization now does. Okay. Um, and so very much kind mm -hmm. of taking it to the next phase of, yeah. of how to consult organizations, but okay. starting with their leaders first. That's interesting. That's yeah. a different type, actually. They're most, 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 well, I haven't come across many consultancies that focus on that. So that's- So it's interesting, interesting because obviously- yeah. The, the advent of leadership strategies yeah. is is fairly is fairly recent compared compared to kind of like your normal strategy and management yeah. consulting work that's out there mm. um so we're quite niche yeah um and actually the interesting thing about what we do in my consultancy is that we kind of are married to the kind of psychology of leadership and the psychology of organizational leadership okay um so you know, my, my organization in a way is quite funny because we've got loads of kind of occupational psychologists yeah, really? who understand business wow. who obviously bring that to bear with all, the, all the consultancy stuff as well. Wow. Um, so yeah, we're very much kind of focused on the on the leadership space, wow. but we kind of look at it through the kind of behavioral psychological psychological um, sphere as well. Very wow. much everything that we do is kind of driven and informed by the psychology of behavior, the psychology really? of leadership. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and um, I'm guessing it, it must be an interesting conversation you have with them because, you know, can, is there like an element of them that gets defensive or do you feel like, I guess the question I'm asking is because, so now you, you are director, right? Yeah. So it's weird that I'm saying this, but I feel like sometimes when people hear people's roles, they give like an element of respect, right? So if your director coming to them, maybe they don't feel as defensive or do they regardless so it's interesting. of what I mean, it is? Because I think organizations that engage us, they know what we do. Whether we're at a director level or whether we're at, you know, managing consultant or senior consultant levels, mm -hmm. you know, they know that they're asking us because of our expertise in the leadership behavior, in the leadership space, mm -hmm. right? So it doesn't matter what level we're at. You can have, like, okay. I've worked on engagements where I've got really, really senior board members yeah. being interviewed by people who aren't directors and, mm -hmm that's you know your title within our in, within our industry doesn't necessarily kind of okay you know doesn't necessarily kind of make it so that you okay. can't you can't work with certain people because of their level of seniority okay of course in certain instances you know and i've done like i was working on a project where i was organizing the interviews recently and we had one like most senior members of the board mm. in that interview or of, in that interview and i thought well you know what let me let me pair that person up with one of our mds mm -hmm. just to kind of make it a peer-to-peer conversation mm -hmm. but but i've had conversations with clients okay. some of whom are literally just a level removed from the board and, yeah you know and i'm just like well i've been asked to help support coaching and development of yeah. this person my role my title doesn't come into yeah. it my yeah. expertise is what comes into yeah. it you know so yeah. i i think I think it depends on the industry, depends yeah. on the sector, but you know, if you're in a room where you've been asked to do something with, with someone who's quite senior, mm -hmm. 
these people are human beings at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, they are, yeah. Um, they are all human beings, all right? Human beings, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Forget whatever the title, no matter how yeah. accomplished their CV looks, mm-hmm. you're being asked to help in their development and identify the yeah. areas where they can develop. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you just got to go in and do that. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of people like with roles, I for me personally, I don't really care about that yeah. sort of stuff because like you said, they're humans, right? And I feel like there's nice and bad people at any level. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So I think sometimes the whole fear of senior people, I think a lot, it it can inhibit people from time to time. Um, Moving on to leadership. So just 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 on that on that point, (laughs) you see, I think that point is where a lot of people might trip up if they're trying to kind of network with and create relationships with senior people. Because remember, I said that that sponsorship from people who are senior leaders is very important in their kind of career progression and growth. If I had seen leaders as people that i'm afraid of then i never would have been able to make yeah, the transition true. um and i think for many people that are looking to you know grow in their careers and develop leadership skills and leadership credentials you know part of that kind of what i call an imposter syndrome mm-hmm. is, is 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 one of the big barriers that the yeah. people are going to have to learn how to to navigate in order to be able to you know be comfort and kind of yeah. not feel like they're outside their comfort zone when they're engaging with senior people yeah and particularly if you have aspirations for leadership and being with senior people and engaging with senior people as well yeah how do you overcome imposter syndrome i just trust in my abilities trust in you know the you know the fact that you know over the period of time that i've been in 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 work that i've Mm -hmm. developed a skill set i've developed you know knowledge i've developed experience that will stand me in good stead um and trusting in the innate skills that i have as well yeah yeah you have to have a confidence you have to have a confidence you have to um so yeah Yeah. that's that's kind of what it's been for me yeah yeah you know the way i always see these things i think there's no point or if you're gonna do it you might as well just try right might as well just try if you're gonna do it just try what's the point of just like oh i'm gonna do half-hearted in the element that i will fail just do it no no i mean the the reality is is that you know the presumption that everyone knows everything yeah and the more senior you get you're dealing with people who know even more yes yeah. in some ways a bit of a fallacy really. <laughs> um and i I've, I've become very used to you know dealing with leads and i think also helps to actually in my experience i've been mostly lucky with the leaders yeah. that i've come across who have shown that kind of vulnerability and shown that kind of humanity which yeah. means that your exposure to that kind of leadership at the very top level yeah means that you know you're you know you you come out you come you come into any kind of situation thinking Mm -hmm. well i've dealt with people just as senior as you just as you know accomplished as you before and haven't come out of those exchanges for the worst so uh, there's no reason why i should start to believe that's the case now yeah yeah it's, it's, it's super important and in terms of leadership what does that mean to you so like I said, leadership is is at its basic level, you know, how you influence others, right? Um, and influence of others. But I think that, you know, the secret behind how you do so successfully lies in how you serve, um, you know, how you serve others, how you look after others, how you, you build others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're a leader of a team, your team is only as strong as the weakest person. Yeah. So you know, can you help to build and develop that person mm-hmm. so that, you know, your team collectively becomes greater than the sum of its parts? Yeah. That's kind of mindset, you know, the best leaders I've seen have. Um, leaders who, you know, don't have a fear of, you know, promoting and, and building up others. Mm-hmm. You know, that's for me where I've seen really effective, really strong teams, really yeah. high, you know, they talk about within the kind of corporate sphere, high performing teams. Yeah. You know, high performing teams for me are teams where you are not the only leader. And, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the team, the test of a good leader is actually a team that can kind of continue to function yeah. and function just as well in your absence as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so for me, you know, that kind of leadership is really important. Yeah. You know, leadership that builds other leaders yeah. um, and kind of leadership that guarantees, you know, the succession of, of, of your leadership. Yeah. So whether it's, you know, that, if you left tomorrow for whatever reason, mm-hmm. there'll be someone else who's going to be able to take on that mantle and lead just as effectively as you. Yeah. Then that is to me the evidence of a really good leader that yeah. you've been because you've built someone else up. Yeah. It is not about you. It's yeah. about others. Yeah. I love that definition. Yeah. I love that. It's and it's it's very your definition is very people focused, which I think is important. 
Um, but you can't lead yeah. yourself. Well, you can't. <laughs> if you're a leader, you, if you're a leader, your your influence usually extends yeah. beyond yourself, yeah. right? So, if your leadership isn't others focused, mm. then what are you doing really? Um, you know. So for me, I think some people like to micromanage. <laughs> well, some people like to micromanage, but again, I think you know your leadership has to enable others to flourish. Yeah. And if your micromanaging is causing others to shrink, mm-hmm. then you've got to think, think about how best to reassess and revisit your leadership. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, I think it's just, it's about others. It's yeah. about building up others yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. And yes, it's about making decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in the same vein that I've said all of that about leadership, <laughs> leadership also can be quite a lonely place when you're yeah. having to make, you know, difficult decisions yeah. that you will be held accountable for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that leadership is also about whilst building up others, being able to, you know, to protect your team, take mm-hmm. one for the team as well when needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's many different elements to leadership that, you know, require you to be the kind of stand in the gap, the bridging point. Yeah. And it sometimes can be a bankless task, but I, I do think that, you know, the strength of your character will determine how good you do both yeah sides of the coin so the side of the coin that makes you the sole point of contact and sole point of accountability but the other side of the coin that relies on you to develop others and build others up as well yeah no super important super important i think leadership like i was saying is very very people-centered and in terms of challenges what 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 would you say has been like some of the biggest challenges in your career and how have you overcome them so I think one of the, I think some of the biggest challenges are those kind of disappointing projects mm-hmm. or you know disappoint or really challenging people that you have yeah. to engage with um and over the course of over a decade or so you know you've have had my fair share of mm-hmm. disappointing projects and things where things don't go to plan mm-hmm. or where you know I've had really really difficult people to deal with um and I think um in a lot of cases where the learning has been for me is one to trust myself more mm-hmm. um so in certain in, in one project i remember working in i think it was about 7 years ago i think it was um where i knew that we were under resourced as on that project yeah. and should have probably called it out earlier yeah. um because the timelines were really really strict and i didn't just thought let's just plow ahead and in the end it just meant that everyone was more stressed Mm -hmm. those who were reporting to me more stressed me more stressed if i'd said look we we, this isn't being resourced in the right way from the outset and not try to please um then that would have turned out really differently and i think the learning from that for me and again it kind of goes back to this conversation about Mm -hmm. being able to kind of speak the truth to those who are more senior not seeing people as you know this guy's too senior i can't Mm -hmm. say anything to him now i'd happily say no we need to do more um, Mm. or no there needs to be more people allocated to this in order for us to deliver the best yeah and it doesn't matter if the profitability for this is here our word is that we said that we're going to deliver this properly so let's put you know all the relevant um resource all the required resource to this so we can make sure that we make good on our word so that kind of thing has happened to me before where you've kind of Mm -hmm. navigate and learn and i think the key thing is that you one learn and two you realize that even people at the most senior mm-hmm. um you know have been through things like this one of my mentors really really senior guy within the uh within the tech space um you know he probably the only person who i know has you know has 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 been demoted before um <laughs> wow and, i've never heard yeah that. and he ended up being ceo of of his organization wow. well one organization before moving on to another so you know someone like that you know he his battle scars and his stories tell me that wow everyone has their story to tell everyone mm-hmm. has you know learnings mm-hmm. so i think the the, the 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 great thing about my learnings is mm-hmm. that they've there's often been an uptick yeah you know on the other side of them you know mm-hmm. so you know on the other side of a setback for me is usually been a setup for yeah. the next thing yeah um which is which has been great um yeah. and it's just about how how much you're willing to lean into those challenges yeah. lean into those those ups and that well those down those downers not ups mm-hmm. those downers um to kind of you know gain strength from them gain yeah. learning from them and yeah. knowledge from them 
to inform your next moves and inform what you do next. Yeah, it's inspiring. And yeah. it sounds like as well, mentors are a very, you know, in, a huge part of that as well, just to... Yeah, so mental resilience. Of, resilience yeah. is important. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I've, um, I've definitely learned about resilience is mm -hmm. that, you know, you can think that, you know, in your resilience that you're, oh, I've been res resilient for so long, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the, I remember when from my manager to senior manager promotion, it was quite a long period of time. So for me, you know, seeing others who were, who I ostensibly thought we should be at the same level and they'd got promoted yeah. quicker, you know, that's quite difficult to yeah. look at. But I think that where you, um, where you start to develop that resilience, where you realize that actually the career rat race that everyone thinks they're on, we all have different timings, mm -hmm. um, which mean that, you know, someone else's time can come, someone else's time can come after that. And you do, and you have to just focus on your own race and your mm -hmm. own goal. Um, and you've asked me obviously about director, like literally, you know, the organization that I'm in now, mm -hmm. um, literally they knew that I'd been a director, a senior manager for a year, but still felt, well, okay. you know what, we want to, promote you so that was yeah. quite a quick turnaround between wow. senior manager and director mm -hmm. shorter um, than your previous shorter than, which shorter, is crazy right shorter than my previous stints the more senior i've got right yeah. so again you know you just got to focus on your own race so yeah it's, it's just it's just about um yeah just kind of your your resilience mm -hmm. kind of making sure that you know you kind of focus on your own race yeah um focus on your own journey um and you get there in the end right yeah. you get to where well you, you you get to you get to a semblance of your destination point but you know the the, the constant growth mm -hmm. and continuous development is the name of the game anyway you yeah know? i'd hate to be the kind of person that in 10 years gets to what is considered the top of my industry mm -hmm. and i'm not still thinking about yeah. continuous development and yeah. continuous growth because you can never know enough there's always something new to learn there's always yeah. a new area that you can grow in um, yeah. so it's just about continuing to do that yeah yeah it's, it's 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 super important i think having we we both learned this at kfmg yeah growth mindset yeah I think absolutely I think, yeah I think absolutely yeah definitely important um you know what it's been it's been great having you on the podcast it's um it's been very inspiring oh, pleasure um i think as well like from hearing your story as well um you know, you're humble throughout as well. You're humble throughout, and you're also handing back out and helping out people, which I think well, I mean, is super important. I think, I think, um, you know, you speak to humility. I think, yeah. you know, as a man of faith, you know, there's a lot to be said for humility yeah. and, and where humility takes you. Um, and also, I think, you know, particularly for leaders, mm -hmm. um, that humility is what keeps you connected to those yeah. that you lead. Yeah. Um, you know, not seeing yourself as as bigger than mm -hmm. or, or more superior to mm -hmm. those that you lead. Um, I think that's really important yeah. because it keeps you tethered. It keeps you grounded. Um, and that grounding is important. You know, I, I think I can never forget my story and where I'm coming from mm -hmm. and forget those who have been instrumental along my journey toward, to helping me to kind of get to where I'm going to, which yeah. means that I can never for any second kind of think of myself as, the, the it guy yeah. that just, just it's just not going to happen yeah um and i know i mean some people and i, I wouldn't say that it means that i'm not a confident person but mm -hmm. it just means that i'm just fully cognizant mm -hmm. of the roles others have had to play yeah in in my life. so therefore can i be of service to others to help them get to where they're going to number one and number two can i make sure that i don't lose track of where i'm coming from yeah because it's informed where i've got to now yeah yeah, it's, it's it's super important servant leader. Yeah, exactly. And that's what super important, right? you said it. That's it. That's <laughs> what, that's what it all boils down to. Servant yeah. leader, serve yeah. servant leadership. That's yeah. what it all boils down to. Wow. Yeah. No, it's it's been great, and I, I'm sure the listeners are gonna love this. What what have you got planned next for for yourself? Nothing really. I mean, for me, I think it's just a period of consolidation. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in role for a few months now, so mm -hmm. just continuing to consolidate and continue, yeah. as I said, continuing to grow. Like I don't yeah. feel like I've, you know, done anything really mm. i feel like you know i'm just on my journey yeah you know where i can where my sphere of influence allows continue yeah. to help people continue to do what i do yeah and not trying to change now now that i've kind of got to where someone might consider oh yeah we've got a director now so what yeah. that no no it's not it's not that it's you know yeah. just continue to do what i do yeah yeah, yeah. We're gonna defo see if we can get you back in a year's time oh, and see sure. see what for see sure. what the journey's like at, sure. at, at that point for sure um no it's been great it's been great hearing your story have you got a um, final word for the listeners? 
Fun word for the listeners. Uh, yeah, I do actually. And it kind of is the concurrent theme throughout this entire pod, which is just to serve others, kind of think about how you can be of use and service to others. You know, I think we live in a generation in an age where, you know, it's kind of pursuit of self and self-aggrandizement, self, you know, self-promotion, self-growth. But actually the secret to your progression, your promotion, your expansion usually lies in how you serve and how you, how you, how you, how you, how you, how you are with others. Yeah. Um, particularly as a leader as well. Um, would be would be my one message to to those of you that are listening out there <laughs> powerful <laughs> powerful and you know that's that's the theme of the leadership listeners i hope that you've um enjoyed uh, this episode very inspiring story um from io um yeah it's been it's been great having you and i really appreciate you uh, being here listeners we'll see you on the next week of the takeoff podcast see you next week Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.